Blog Talk Radio. Franchise interviews from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 13 years now, we've been asking the franchise entrepreneurs of all one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. Well, we're not only celebrating Thanksgiving today, but today we are celebrating our 13th year anniversary and our 650th podcast. And we're going to do a couple of different things today. First, we're going to play a clip from our most recent Great Quotes and Franchising podcast. And then we're going to go into an interview. I'm feeling a little bit nostalgic today. We have never interviewed a turkey franchise. So the closest I found to that was an interview we did with Young Brands going back almost 12 years ago. And I listened to the clip this morning. It was a great interview. And lastly, we just want to thank everyone for 13 amazing years of franchise interviews. And we'll go right into our show. So happy Thanksgiving and see you soon. Hi everyone, this is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, where each podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. You know, we've been hosting Franchise Interviews many years now, and during that time we've had some incredible quotes on the show. Today you're going to get to hear from Joseph Berger, and Joseph is the president of You Got Maze, and Joseph said something on the show that we haven't heard, interesting enough, in 650 shows. He described franchising as an open book, but we're going to let Joseph explain why. So here we go. You were kind of like, I guess you could say you're almost like born into franchising, Joseph. I mean, you've been exposed to it, it seems like, most of your life. Um, what do you what do you like most about franchising? Yeah, and you're right. I ha- I've been around franchising for a while. I, 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 st- I like to tell people I started when I was seven. I started answering phones and folding boxes at Domino's. Worked at started at 25 cents an hour with a free soda, uh, as much as I could drink, and worked up from there. Uh, and what I love about it, what we do, uh, I, I see where entrepreneurship, where small business ownership, has helped my family. You know, my, right. my dad's from yeah. Northeast Philly, uh, row homes. Uh, my mom wasn't much better off, and they've been able to really just turn their, you know, turn their stars around right. and right. build a really good life for all of us. And I love working with franchisees because I, I get to be a part of them doing that for their family, and that's just inspiring every right. day. That's yeah, it's inspiring what you just said, Joseph. Because you know, I know that area, you know, of Philadelphia. I get down to Philly, you know, every so often, and and I think you're right. You know, it's it's one of the things that impresses me too, Joseph, is that you know, a lot of people, I think they want to get into entrepreneurship, but they don't know how to, right? And I think franchising, you know, allows them that ability to become an entrepreneur, doesn't it? Absolutely. One of the things I like, we like to say in the process is like, you know, imagine you have to t- you have to take a really hard test, and this test determines like everything. Right. But you know, if you're with if you're doing it with a franchise, it's open book. Right. We've already made right. the mistakes. We've already found the opportunities. We've we've laid out all the processes, uh, and we hone it every day. I mean, all of our our new idea we still are updating. It's never going to be done. Uh, we're getting all of our great ideas from our franchisees now. But you can start off with that rather than you know opening your doors and like how, how do I get maids? How do I get clients? Right. How do I keep them? Right. That's terrific. I've never heard that analogy in, in 650 shows, Joseph, but it makes sense. You know, I like how you, you called franchising an open book, you know, because you're right. You know, when a lot of people do get into entrepreneurship, you know, there's there's a lot of things that they just don't know, you know, and they make a lot of mistakes. And, um, you know, sometimes that mis- 
some of those mistakes, you know, are detrimental to, you know, their business. So, um, you know, to call it an open book, I, I think that's, I think that's really very clever. If you'd like to hear that whole interview with Joseph Berger of You Got Maids, all you have to do is go to FranchiseInterviews.com, simply go to our Franchise Interviews by Category page, and go to our Cleaning category, or you can simply go to our Franchises Listed Alphabetically page. And lastly, we just want to thank everyone for making this podcast, our Great Quotes of Franchising podcast, such a big hit. And we'll see you again soon with another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising from Franchise Interviews. Take care, everyone. Create a rewarding future for you and your family as an Aaron's Sales and Lease Ownership franchisee. Aaron's is changing the way a growing and underserved market acquires necessities like furniture, appliances, electronics, and computers. The Aaron's Franchise Opportunity offers today's entrepreneurs, you, potential for profits and growth. Aaron's Sales and Lease Ownership is a division of Aaron's Rents Incorporated, a New York Stock Exchange-listed company with more than 50 years of enviable results. Aaron's is ranked number one in its category by Entrepreneur Magazine and 58th among franchise chains in worldwide sales by Franchise Times Magazine. Aaron's provides site selection assistance, comprehensive training, and traffic building marketing programs. Additionally, as a franchisee, you'll benefit from their national reputation, industry experience, operating systems, and manufacturing and distribution methods. For more information on the Aaron's franchise opportunity, call one 800 551-6015. That's 1-800-551-6015. Or go to aaronsfranchise.com. That's double A-R-O-N-S franchise.com. Do you have a talent for communicating business advice? Are you looking to control your work-life balance? Have you earned a six-figure income in the corporate world yet dreamed of being your own boss? Would helping local business owners solve problems, seize opportunities, and plan strategically give you great satisfaction? If so, the Alternative Board could be the meaningful and rewarding professional challenge you've been searching for. The Alternative Board, also known as TAB, is the world's largest franchiser of peer advisory boards and business coaching. We are currently seeking qualified entrepreneurs, business consultants, and corporate executives who have at least 10 years of senior-level business experience. As a franchise owner with the Alternative Board, you will chair monthly board meetings and provide executive coaching to CEOs, presidents, and owners of local businesses. You can share your business knowledge to help community business leaders achieve their vision of success. In addition to earning a consistent income from monthly membership dues, you also have the potential to start or expand consulting opportunities. Explore how you can apply your business expertise and give back to your community with TAB. Please visit our website at www.tabboards.com. That's T-A-B-B-O-A-R-D-S.com. Or you can call 1-800-727-0126. That's 1-800-727-0126. Do what you enjoy and enjoy what you do with the Alternative Board.
Experience the rewards of franchising with the Franchise Edge. Are you considering franchising your business? Are you wondering about the risk and reward of franchising versus opening additional company-owned locations? Not every business is right for franchising. The Franchise Edge helps you evaluate the often complicated franchising process to see if it's a good fit for your business. The Franchise Edge team has experience as multi-unit company store operators as well as franchisers and franchisees. We understand what it takes to successfully franchise a business and how to get our clients where they want to be. Let us help you answer the key questions. Is my business franchisable? Should I open more company locations or franchise? How much will it cost to franchise? Is it more profitable to franchise or expand internally? What is required to franchise? What is the timeline for franchising a business? If franchising is the right direction for your company, the Franchise Edge can help you every step of the way, including reviewing your current business model, fulfilling legal requirements, operations manuals, marketing materials, marketing plan, and selling franchises. The Franchise Edge also works with individuals who are interested in buying a franchise. We represent a wide range of franchises, including pregnancy spas, restaurants, wine bars, and home service franchises. Let our experienced sales team help find the franchise that fits your interests. Don't gamble with your future. Put the Franchise Edge to work for you. Call 813-935-5087 for a free consultation. That's 813-935-5087. Or go to our website at www.thefranchiseedge.com and complete the online form. That's www.thefranchiseedge.com. everyone, and welcome back to Franchise Interviews, Asking the Entrepreneur Who Owns One. I'm your host, Marty McDermott, with my co-host, Don Johnson. And if you've ever dreamed about owning your own business, then this is a show to listen to. And today's show is being brought to you by the Aaron Sales and Lease Ownership Franchise Opportunity. And Aaron's is a New York Stock Exchange listed company and ranked number 58 among franchise chains and worldwide sales. Aaron's is reinventing the way a growing and underserved market acquires furniture, electronics, appliances, and computers. Now's a great time to join the Aaron's franchise family. And today we're meeting with a very special guest, Scott Hayner, who is the Vice President of Franchise Development of Yum Brands. And Yum Brands is the world's largest restaurant company in terms of system restaurants, with over 34,000 restaurants in over 100 countries. Four of their restaurant brands, KFC, Long John Silver's, Pizza Hut, and Taco Bell, are the global leaders of chicken, quick-serve seafood, pizza, and Mexican-style food categories. Hi, Scott. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Marty. How are you today? I'm good, Scott. Scott, joining us is my co-host, Don Johnson, and he is the president of Diamond Financial Services of New Jersey, and Don works with uh, his prospective franchisees uh, to help them finance their franchise. And I know you wanted to say hi, Don, to Scott. Yeah, hey, Scott. I appreciate you coming on the show. I hope your summer is going well. And I'm just going to make a quick comment. It must be a pretty challenging work for such a large, well-known company. I guess you got your hands full, huh? Well, it's. I think we have a great time, and we got what a lot of people would love to have in my business, and fabulous brands, long history of uh, uh, franchising and of working with consumers. And uh, if you're going to go out and into the marketplace and try to recruit franchisees, it's nice to have some of that in your bag. Absolutely. Such strong selling points, yeah. I agree. I agree. Scott, can you tell our guests where you're calling from today? 
I'm calling from Louisville, Kentucky, which is uh, my hometown, and uh, the the it was where Yum's Restaurant Support Center is located. Uh, brand KFC, Brand Long Johns, and Brand A and W have their restaurant support centers here, along with Yum. We also have a big office in Dallas, which is Pizza Hut and in our international business. We have a big office in uh, Irvine, California, which is the Taco Bell business domestically. And then we're in uh, the 34,000 restaurants that you mentioned are in 102 countries around the world. So we have offices all over the world uh, as it relates to uh, bringing our brands to, uh, to customers. That's fantastic. It's also the home of Yum University, I understand. Yes, we have a uh, – the Yum University uh, is designed to provide leadership training um, in, in many areas. Uh, our biggest programs are our operations college, our HR college, um, and uh, we, but we do all sorts of training on presentation skills, handling conflict, um, a lot of building people capability type classes uh, so that we can continue to develop the leaders we need to be successful. That's fantastic. I was reading about your background, Scott, and you have quite an impressive resume. I mean, we could do a whole show on your background. Uh, <laughs> can you tell us what you were doing before joining Yum Brands? Sure. I've been with Yum 18 years, and uh, before that I had 10 years of experience um, in the marketing world. I started at General Mills coming out of business school uh, in the brand management program and was there for uh, – about three years, uh, and then um, went to a small company called uh, uh, Job's Fertilizer Spikes. If you've ever tried uh, tree spikes to or for your uh, trees, outside trees, or uh, plant spikes for your indoor plants, and did some international marketing as well as domestic marketing uh, for them. Did that for about 10 years, and then had the opportunity to come to the marketing department at KFC, and uh, came over and did that, and then sort of that moved me into um, development after about five years in KFC marketing, both in the field and in the uh, restaurant support center, uh, I had the opportunity to work on uh, some a project, some project work that ultimately took me into development, and I've been in development ever since. That's incredible. So and I started with KFC, and so you, you being there 18 years, you've really seen the whole development of Yum Brands. Because Yum Brands name isn't that only about 10 years old or so? Uh, well, actually, the Yum Brands name is is even less old than that. But we were the first big brands. Uh, KFC, Taco Bell, and Pizza Hut were all bought by Pepsi Cola right. uh, or PepsiCo in the basically through the the uh, 70s, if you will, in the 80s. And uh, then in 1997, uh, they decided that they wanted to get focused on the soft drink business and the snack business with Frito, and they spun the restaurant company off. And at the time, that was uh, for people that had spent their career kind of in the Pepsi system, uh, that was a little bit of a, uh, a shocker. However, it made us a much better restaurant company because we no longer had the backing of a, of a uh, a soft drink company and a big snack company, uh, we had to sort of decide, you know, were we going to be able to swim out here in this big ocean as a restaurant company? And uh, it forced us to, to seriously look at how many stores we wanted to own versus franchise. Um, it also forced us to, to uh, you know, get very serious about uh, taking care of our customers and running great operations. And uh, actually, it has been a wonderful ride um, a few. We started off as Tricon Global Restaurants, three icons, and then uh, a few years later we bought uh, uh, Long John Silver's and A and W. So then all of a sudden Tricon didn't work anymore. So uh, our stock ticker had always been Yum, uh, because we have food that make you say Yum, 
And um, our, our chairman, David Novak, said we're going to call it Yum Brands. Uh, that way it covers us should we choose to buy other brands in the future. And uh, we've been Yum for, uh, I think, since about 2002, the last five years. That's great. Yeah, I love the name. It's, oh, yeah, it is. It's very clever. Yeah, And I, I heard, too, Scott, I was reading that your family members, uh, actually, you have a, they all have a background um, in the restaurant business as well. So your family is Well, my brother is, owns the family business. Uh, it started in 1884 here in Louisville. So he's, uh, he's pushing 123 years, I think that is. And uh, it's a, uh, he's an owner-operator. And actually, it has given me, between he and my dad, who had it before him, uh, a lot of sort of insight as to how franchisees think because they're small business operators, uh, and even though we ask them to do it with big brands, they have a lot of the same thinking as it relates to investing in the business and operating the business, and uh, that's a perspective that's helped me in my role in uh, franchising. I imagine. Uh, and Scott, talking about the history of the organization, uh, uh, I guess a little bit, and then picking up something like a and W. I I mean, a lot of these brands are – uh, I mean, are very old. Uh, uh, right. you know, something like A and W. When when did they start exactly? Well, A and W is actually the first quick service restaurant in uh, in America. It started in 1919. Was first franchised in 1925 as a root beer stand in Lodi, California. And uh, in ni- it's actually quite interesting. In 1950, there were about 2,500 A and Ws across America. And just to give you perspective. There were about there were less than ten Sonics at that time. Now A and W through a series of ownership changes and a lot of things kind of lost its way. And now there's probably uh, 400 A and Ws in America, and there's over 3,000 Sonics. So kudos to the Sonic team. Uh, but uh, you know we we frequently talk about. Uh, I think we may want to go back and take back our heritage because we were the ones that started it uh, back in the day, and. Um, so, uh, but it, certainly all of the Yum brands, you know, were well established long before they were put into um, one company. And PepsiCo collected the first three, being Taco Bell and Pizza Hut, and then and the last one being KFC. And then um, Long John Silver's was started by Warren Rosenthal in Lexington, Kentucky, in 1969. And then A&W had been around a long time, and they kind of came together. And uh, then when all of them got in one place, the interesting part is. Yum sort of had the opportunity to create a new company. So in in that respect, our company is very young, but we have very rich heritage of brands, of operations, of franchise relationships that go back to the early 50s in some cases. And so it was a nice combination of um, new age thinking as it relates to how to run a business with a very solid foundation with the consumers that, that we think work very nicely. And what also works very nicely, especially trying to, you know, get A and W back to where it should be, is in taking advantage of co-branding, which I think has been so effective. Uh, that's been working well with you guys, co-branding. Well, that's uh, we are the leader in multi-branding. We call it multi-branding. It's just our our word. Um, one of the most exciting parts of my uh, career adventure was the fact that I happened to be working in development, doing projects when my boss. Uh, came in, and he out in the field had put together KFC and Taco Bell in the first location. And, and we've come a long way. At the beginning, it was literally we just kind of stuck one in there because we wanted to see if, what, if the customers thought this was a, was a good idea. And purely the, the business results of offering branded restaurant choice, uh, two brands in one location, sort of pulled it along. The brands weren't exactly at the very beginning, weren't so 
excited about it. But you can't deny that the customers say, if you give me a chance to get two brands at one counter versus one brand and you do a good job executing, I want to be there. And, uh, and I'm going to come more often. And uh, we started that. He came in and said, we need to open, you know, 50 of these and then 100 of these, and I'd like you to organize a team to help get that done. And um, that started me on about a 10-year journey of doing multi-brand combinations from KFC Taco Bell to KFC A&W to KFC Long John's uh, to uh, we worked with some outside brands. We put Taco Bells in Pizza Huts, then decided that wasn't a big idea. But we we effectively we were testing out every combination, including some three-in-ones where we did KFC, Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, and delivery all out of the same uh, restaurant, which was a fabulous consumer idea, but we found out they were a monster to run and finally decided that really wasn't a big idea for us. So we've sort of stayed with, with two brand combinations uh, as we've gone forward. And today we have over 3,000 uh, multi-branded restaurants uh, in the United States. Wow, Fantastic. very impressive. How else would you describe, Scott, the Young Brands franchise system? Well, we are 20% equity-owned, uh, approximately, varies a little bit by brand, and 80% uh, owned by franchisees. That means we have uh, 1,400 franchisees in our in our system, um, and a number of them own now own multiple brands as they have been exposed either through multi-branding or just the opportunity to buy brands as as the company has had a portfolio of brands, um, and and the lifeblood of our system is uh, our partnership with our franchisees because there's no way we get our distribution to all the places we want to get to if we didn't have our franchise partners. And uh, they, they provide us a great sense uh, sense of ideas from kind of the front, if you will. Uh, they work with us closely as we test products. Uh, but, but more than anything, they just do a fabulous job executing our brands in their local markets. And that's really the power of franchising. We bring idea leadership, we bring marks, we bring new products and performance building programs, and they bring operations excellence, and they bring you know, capital to develop in their local markets. Um, and then collectively we work together to do you know, national advertising and um, you know, the, the various programs necessary to keep the brand strong uh, in the eyes of the customers. So just a combination of such a strong, solid management team you have at Yum Brands, plus, like you said, one of the most important things, just having solid franchisees who follow the system, who um, who are uh, just overall solid business people. I mean, that's, that's you know, really the success story of Yum Brands. Well, there's no, I mean, in franchising, there is no guarantee, uh, there, but, but you can do some very strong due diligence to understand who is it you're getting in, in business with both the leadership the, the, of, the, of the chain as well as the, um, you know, the people that you're going to work with day to day? Um, do you understand their standards? Do you understand yourself and, and know that franchising is the right choice for you? If, and if you're the type of person that every time you hear something you say, well, that's great, but I need to tweak this and tweak this, franchising may not be a great choice for you because – you know, a lot of entrepreneurs have created wonderful things, and the great thing about America is you can go out and do it. But when you work in a franchise system, the franchisor wants you to execute the program as it has been developed because we make a promise to customers uh, that we are going to, uh, you know, deliver consistently 
every single time. And if every franchisee decides how many herbs and spices they want in the chicken, the original recipe chicken is not going to be the same time after time after time, which is what our promise is to the customer. Um, and the customer doesn't know whether a restaurant is a company restaurant or a franchise restaurant. They just know it's a Kentucky Fried Chicken, and they know what they want, and it's our job to give it to them so that you know we can grow a, a larger and larger pool of, uh, of loyal customers. It's a good point. It sounds like that's your favorite of all your products is the chicken. That's your favorite. Well, product. I don't. That's probably. I mean, it's it's my history, and I happened to grow up in Louisville uh, as as a child, and I got a chance to meet the Colonel once when I was a kid. So oh, wow. I talk more about that because that's where I come from. But right. you know, I eat a lot of Taco Bell, uh, <laughs> and the, uh, the the personal pizzone that has just come out from Pizza Hut is great. So uh, I like all of our brands, and um, so uh, I just tell more stories from KFC because more of my history was there. Right, right, right. I know your franchisees too, Scott. They're asked to take as a franchisee profile. Um, right. To kind of you know get through like I guess you said like the basic hurdles, make sure they have a clean uh, credit report. You guys do a detailed background check and uh, really make sure that they're a match for your whole system. Well, I think any franchisor wants to find, uh, especially one that's established and is not just like begging for anyone to come in their system. Right, I, agree. I mean, you got to find somebody that's a good fit. Uh, when people come in to our place for Discovery Day, when I go and talk to them, my biggest thing is, look, we want you to do due diligence. We want you to call franchisees. We want you to to uh, to research this because the worst scenario for us is that if two years in of a 20-year franchise agreement, you say, you know what, this was a mistake. I don't want to be here. Well, it's a problem for the franchisee because they, you know, they don't want to be there. And uh, you know, they still got 20 years left on the uh, franchise agreement. Well, it's a problem for the franchisor because we have a disgruntled franchisee that still has you know, 18 years left on a franchise agreement. So I mean, when franchising works right, it is truly a win-win um, proposition. But that's why we really we do a lot of due diligence trying to find people that we think meet our criteria, um, and uh, we encourage the franchisees to do that due diligence as well because we'd much rather part as friends um, and and let them go pursue some other business opportunity if it's not going to be a good fit um, than get involved and then have problems for the next 20 years. That's just that's you know sort of common sense. Even if it meant months of due diligence and going back and forth, you're right. It's not worth it unless everything's a fit. Well, and you have to, and, and you never know. I mean, that doesn't mean everybody. Somebody came in one time and said, "Is everybody in your system happy?" And I said, there, "I've never been in a system where everybody's happy. There's always somebody that's got some angst." But you try to say, "Have you put up a, a, a system that's got a uh, a chance to compete in the marketplace?" Uh, and that has to do with your with your basic offering and your economic proposition and your marketing and your performance improvement programs and all the various things that you do. And, um, you know, I think we've got a very compelling case. It is not an inexpensive franchise. Uh, you know, there are, if, if, you know, part of that, one of our, our scrub uh, points is that we look to see what kind of capital do you have. And once we talk about your vision, do you have the capital necessary to realize your vision? Because in today's world, it costs, you know, to build a freestanding restaurant. And it's not just for us. It's really for anybody that's building freestanding restaurants. If you're going to take down about an acre of land and you're going to build a store, you're going to be somewhere between a million dollars and two million dollars to make that happen. And that is not a small amount of money. And uh, if you are coming out of, uh, 
you know, a venture, you got $50,000 in your pocket, you think you're ready to go conquer the world, um, that may be true, but you don't have enough money to, to finance a freestanding restaurant. Uh, and so it would be better if you got channeled in either into a partnership that could bring more capital to the table or to a franchise, which is more in line with the, with the, uh, the capital that you have, and then maybe work your way up to a larger franchise down the, down the, the road once you've had a chance to accumulate a little more capital. It's a good point, Scott. Short and long-term goals so important. Got to know initially what you want to do, just not short-term. Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was interesting too, Scott, how you guys even like go as far as like getting into a prospective franchisee's management style. You know, you're actually quoted in the Wall Street Journal um, saying that if uh, if someone's um, style was like that, um, someone should not ask questions. Like employees should not ask questions. They're probably not uh, a good match. Um, well, I think back in the day, if you had one restaurant, you know, you could be kind of that hero manager where you're going to make every call in the restaurant. Right. But today's business really looks for multi-unit managers, and you are you get to the point where you can't be everywhere all the time. I mean, there's just only so much time in the day. And so we're looking for team builders. We're looking for people that do that both at the one-store level. They have people that might run their production area, run their assembly area, run their customer service area, and they want to share the 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 challenge of taking care of the customers. Um, and you know, if they engage their, you know, our experience would say that people that engage their team members end up building better teams and achieving better results. And if you get somebody that everything they say is all about. How much money can I make? You know, uh, how, how, you know, I'm going to save cost. I'm going to cut this. I'm going to cut that. Um, it's not to say they won't go off and make lots of money doing something, but ours is a people business, and you got to put people capability first. Um, and uh, if we find somebody that really doesn't give us the feeling that that's the way they run their business, then uh, there's going to be a better match somewhere else for them. I right. agree. Yeah, Scott, are you able to stick around for uh, another segment? Be glad to. That's fantastic. Thanks. So I think what we'll do here is we'll take another quick break, and we'll be right back with more franchise interviews on World Talk Radio, where the world comes to talk. Ready for a great-tasting dessert that's much better for you and your kids? Try the Miami Rice Pudding Company. Miami Rice Pudding Company offers over 35 flavors of rice pudding delivered in cups or cones with a customer's choice of toppings. This unbelievable franchise opportunity is introducing this great dessert concept to the malls, airports, art shows, and similar venues in your market. Miami Rice Pudding's goal is to help franchisees bring the healthy joy of flavored rice pudding to the world. Join our franchise system and open in your market with a low investment and operate both the fixed location and mobile units. Our system requires minimal food preparation and our pudding has a long shelf life. Mall chains are eager for us to expand to their locations because we're unique, competitive, nutritious, and a fun concept. Call us today, toll-free at 1-866-6-EAT-RICE. That's 1-866-6-EAT-RICE. Or go to our website at MiamiRicePudding.com. That's MiamiRicePudding.com. Do you have a talent for communicating business advice? Are you looking to control your work-life balance? Have you earned a six-figure income in the corporate world yet dreamed of being your own boss? 
with helping local business owners solve problems, seize opportunities, and plan strategically give you great satisfaction? If so, the Alternative Board could be the meaningful and rewarding professional challenge you've been searching for. The Alternative Board, also known as TAB, is the world's largest franchiser of peer advisory boards and business coaching. We are currently seeking qualified entrepreneurs, business consultants, and corporate executives who have at least 10 years of senior-level business experience. As a franchise owner with the Alternative Board, you will chair monthly board meetings and provide executive coaching to CEOs, presidents, and owners of local businesses. You can share your business knowledge to help community business leaders achieve their vision of success. In addition to earning a consistent income from monthly membership dues, you also have the potential to start or expand consulting opportunities. Explore how you can apply your business expertise and give back to your community with TAB. Please visit our website at www.tabboards.com. That's T-A-B-B-O-A-R-D-S.com. Or you can call 1-800-727-0126. That's 1-800-727-0126. Do what you enjoy and enjoy what you do with the Alternative Board. Tap into a $41 billion a year industry with garlic gyms. Did you know Americans eat about 100 acres of pizza every single day or about 350 slices per second? Garlic Gyms has spent years looking high and low for a higher quality pizza that is delivered quick enough so that you're still hungry when it arrives. Garlic Gyms makes the most delicious gourmet pizza and at the same time provides excellent and fast service to your door. Garlic Gyms has perfected the science of prompt pizza delivery by learning and experimenting. The exciting twist to this is great pizza. Never again will you have to choose between great pizza and great service. Are you interested in owning a Garlic Gyms? We're currently accepting applications to participate in our exciting world of gourmet pizza delivery and carryout. Talk to us and find out how we sold nearly 100 franchises in six states in our first two and a half years of operation. To get started right away, go to www.garlicgyms.com. That's www.garlicgyms.com. Or call us, 425-918-1900. That's 425-918-1900. Garlic Gyms. Oh, good day, mate. Want to explore owning your own business? Yearn for the adventure of being the first in a new concept? Oh, you'll go positively ape over a Jungle Quest franchise. Beyond bouncing balls and inflatables, it's an indoor rock climbing and challenge course for kids. For ages 2 to 12, the center features zip lines, Burma bridges, swings, rock walls, tree houses, and tunnels. For 12 years, Jungle Quest has served 30,000 explorers with drop-ins and birthday parties, field trips, and camps. Now available as a franchise. Go to JungleQuest.net for more information. That's JungleQuest.net. To reach a show host or guest during the live show, dial toll-free in North America, 866-613-1612. Or, if outside the USA and Canada, dial 001-858-268-3068. Hi, 
everyone, and welcome back to Franchise Interviews, Asking the Entrepreneur Who Owns One. I'm your host, Marty McDermott, with my co-host, Don Johnson. And if you've ever dreamed about owning your own business, then this is a show to listen to. And today, we're with a very special guest, Scott Hayner, who is the Vice President of Franchise Development of Young Brands. And Scott, I wanted to jump back to uh, uh, the industry. How, how big of an industry are we talking about here? Well, the restaurant business is a very large industry, and there's so many different cuts on it. Uh, I, I, when I saw the the question that, uh, that that you sort of sent when we were when we were chatting earlier, the top 100 change just came out uh, in the uh, for the U.S. Uh, Nation's Restaurant News did a thing, and the top 100 chains are nearly 200 billion dollars in sales. Uh, so. Any way you cut it, that covers casual dining chains and quick service chains and and uh, limited service chains and family dining chains, all sorts of things. But it's big, um, and that's billion with a B. So about any way, uh, and that doesn't even include. That's only the top 100 chains. There's the second 100 chains, and then you go work your way all the way down to to the mom and pops. So it is a a very large business, and that's only domestically. That doesn't even include the rest of the business around the world. Exactly. And what is that attributed to, Scott? Is it attributed to, I mean, because you've been in the industry for such a long time now, you know, you've been with the company 18 years, but just watching the industry, is it because of people's busy lifestyles, would you say? Well, I mean, I think the the number one thing it's contributed to is that people generally eat three times a day. (laughs) That makes sense. And, you know, if you think about about our existence over the course of the last hundred years, I mean, in many areas, convenience, mobility, um, have have been you know sort of played out on a much more elaborate basis back in the uh, 1950s when um, you know restaurants were you know you'd go in town you'd basically have the diner and that would be about it uh, maybe maybe a pizza place um, and then all of a sudden you know more and more places would would sort of show up on the on the table and you know McDonald's. KFC, some of the earliest franchises, and I think what people saw was you could get very good food, uh, you know, for your family. You could get it very conveniently, um, and it could save you an awful lot of time. So you may want to cook a little less and and provide this uh, uh, this food for your family. Now, I think as time has gone on, people have gotten by their own choice busier and busier and busier and busier. And uh, now, I mean, drive-throughs in many cases, at least in the in the quick service business, can be uh, 65 or 70 percent of the business because people spend a lot of time behind the windshield, and this gives them an opportunity on their way home from play practice, soccer practice, you know, uh, the grocery store even, uh, to pick up some food so that when they get home they can eat immediately as opposed to having to get home and then wait, you know, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour. Uh, when when everybody's hungry and and uh, you know wants to sit down, that's a good point with the drive-through. That's why a huge company like Dunkin' Donuts eventually went to that because it's such a huge part of sales and people are always on the move. And uh, well, even even Starbucks. Effective. I mean, the first right. massive number of their stores were were walk-up sort of stores. And I think part of it is that I mean the retail business in many fronts is about uh, taking care of customers' needs. And, uh, you know, while a lot of cities will say, well, we don't want drive throughs my question has always been, what do your citizens want? What do, you, what do the customers in this town want? And if they didn't want a drive through then how does 60% of your business, 70% of your business go through the drive through um, And, you know, you can, 
You can be all, you know, uh, somebody told me the other week, I mean, you can live in a world where everybody's like the Cleavers, uh, you know, uh, or Donna Reed or, you know, whoever the perfect family is, but nobody's family's like that. Right. <laughs> and nobody, no, nobody comes home and, you know, you've been, or very few come home where you've been cooking all day and everybody gets home right at, you know, 5 o'clock and they sit down to eat at the same time every night. I mean, at least the families I know, there are very few that, that uh, work like that. Well, kids are doing so many things, playing sports, off, doing different things, dancing, well, you know, whatever. It's, it's, well, a great yeah, example right, of that time. is the pizza business. In the 50s, I mean, the pizza place was the, the gathering place and go out. With the advent of home delivery, uh, driven in many cases by Domino's and, and, uh, and then picked up by Pizza Hut, and, and, and you know, now everybody delivers, uh, the pizza uh, dine-in uh, business in, in many places, has, the dining room has moved from the pizza restaurant right in front of your TV, and the, and the pizza comes to you. So if you're going to be great in that business, you've got to be able to not only have a good experience at the store if you happen to be in a dining restaurant, but you better also have great delivery so that when people call and they want that convenience because they want to sit and watch the game at home, right. um, then you, um, you, know, you can give it to them. And if you, the people that do a good job of that, their business grows. And the people that haven't done a good job of that, uh, they've been challenged. Scott, talk about training a little bit for new franchisees. How's that? Well, it's critically important because you got standards and, and, and an operations platform that you need to make sure that everybody understands. Traditionally, it's going to run somewhere between six weeks and 16 weeks, depending on the complexity of what you're going to uh, uh, take over. Um, base training is about six to eight weeks for a brand. Uh, that includes both learning the basics uh, of the positions as well as demonstrating proficiency uh, so that you know you, that not only in the making the products and selling the products, but also knowing how much to order and managing your inventory and managing your cash and all the various things to running a restaurant. Um, then if you do a multi-brand, you not only have one base brand to learn, you have two base brands to learn, and then you've got to be trained on how do you integrate both those brands in one restaurant operation because the key to successful multi-branding is running an integrated operation. And uh, sometimes that... But that, that takes us 16 weeks, you know, to train that. Now, different people have different varieties of, of – they require different um, levels of uh, experience in the store, number of hours in the store before they'll let you operate a store. There's a lot of other places where you might go get two weeks of training and you're, you're you know, at it already. So, uh, but ours runs between, uh, between six weeks and 16 weeks. It sounds so uh, – just so challenging, uh, but – I'm sure your training just, you know, makes it so that once someone is ready to open, they're very confident, comfortable. Uh, well, I mean, I think whenever you get into business, you are a small business owner, and there are many demands on you. Um, we have an operating system that's worked in a whole bunch of places, and um, we try to, uh, uh, you know, bring that to life. I mean, we're only going to be as good as our ability to train people in our system, and if we find people with the right aptitude, we've got to be able to train them. And I, and I say that frequently around here because that's going to, I mean, that's, those are the crown jewels is our operating system, our products, and we want to make sure people do a great job of delivering to our customers. 
just the ongoing support, and I'm sure with the size of your company, all the different things you have throughout the year where franchisees can interact with other franchisees, it's all just, uh, I mean, it's all helpful, of course. Well, you got all kinds of associations, whether it be local advertising co-ops, local training co-ops, various franchise associations, regional and national. There's an annual convention, as well as your franchise business coach, which is going to come see you. You know, once a month or something along those lines, our, our organized training for new product rollouts, um, and, and it's all basically to keep you abreast of the latest things that are going on at the brand and uh, to drive system-wide, one-system execution, company and franchise across the country. Because as I said, we make a promise to our customers, and we want to make sure that our customers get what uh, what we've promised to them, and that is good execution against the products and against the service standards that we have uh, uh, and that have been, uh, you know, established for quite some time. Right. Always have that consistency. Yeah, absolutely. Scott, we have about 30 seconds. What is the best way for someone to get more information on Yum Brands? Our website, uh, if you're interested in being a franchisee, is www.yumfranchises.com. Uh, you can also uh, call us. Uh, we have a uh, an 800 number. It's on the, it's on the website, uh, but that is eight six six two yum yum. So eight six six two y u m y u m. And uh, we would love to talk to you to explore the opportunity uh, and see if we have a win win development proposition. Again, right. I want to thank you, Scott. You've been a fantastic guest, and I'd love to have you back on a future show. Be glad to do it. Wish you guys all the best, and thank you, Scott. Uh, Let's go build some more stores. Absolutely. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> you, you have a Scott. great day, Scott. All right, you bet. Bye now. Great Bye-bye. show, huh, Don? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. just so knowledgeable, you know, and he's been in the industry such a long time, and his family's been in the industry as well, you know. And that's important when buying a franchise, you know, to look towards the leadership. And, uh, right. I mean, he really has it. You can see he's, he's a Oh, he's a great guy leader. to have at the company with all his years there. I mean, he's a Absolutely. I feel very comfortable, you know, yeah. with, with, with Scott steering the ship, you know, uh, for franchising, you know, so... He's seen but, the whole growth and success of Yum Brand. He really has, you know. And he also got to meet the Colonel too. That's just pretty yeah. interesting, huh? So that's fantastic. That so, should have been one of our questions. But <laughs> I, you know, I wanted to ask him, but I, you know, he mentioned it to us, so that was great. But uh, nice job, Don. You know, fantastic you. Uh, show, and uh, we'll be seeing everyone next week. And go to franchiseinterviews.com, and uh, I'll be talking to you next week, Don. Okay. Have a nice day. Have Marty. a great day, Don.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 